Welcome to the High Ground Podcast in under 10 minutes. I'm Stevie W. And I'm Callum. Okay, you know, uh, anyone, oh, uh, going. listeners, in, uh, we, when we usually finish our podcast, we usually chill out with pizza and a movie. And uh, last week, Callum, you chose Village of the Damned. 1995, underrated, underwatched, John Carpenter movie. I got me, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I just want to bring people's attention. So Village of the Damned, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't seen it for, I think I've only ever seen it once, and it was with, oh, it was when I was younger, a lot younger, so it was basically like watching it for the first time again, so I mean, it was talking video era when I first saw it, but yeah, it's one of those, I think it's where Carpenter's films start to get, like, a bit more fun, I don't like to say worse, but they're more fun than they are, sort of, you know, like, his early works are really, sort of, you can analyse them, and they're scholarly, and you know, like he is like the groundbreaking guy he was at the start, and I think this is sort of like his so-called wind down period, because I'm pretty sure this was a contractual obligation, so he wasn't really fully on board with it. But I mean, considering it was one of those, it's still pretty good. You know, Carpenter when he's at his, ugh, can't really be asked, is still better than a lot of directors at their best. I I completely agree, but I tell you, the production value is a lot less. So say yeah. the thing they live in, yeah. fog just. To name three, but the photography is still superb. I mean, the visual composition is superb, and and the the, the, the cast of eighties uh, icons, you know, headed by uh, Christopher Reeve, Kirstie Alley, and Mark Hamill, just the yeah. uh, three of them, and oh, and Linda Kozlowski from Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, you had to point that out to me. I didn't yeah. even realize. No, I thought I, it, I thought it was. Uh, I thought you know, like I said. It was. I thought the framing. His DOPs are always. He's always had a good eye for photography. I, I, I mean, I think he used to. He was into photography when he was a kid. So, he's sort of like a jack of all trades director. Like does his own music for his films. Usually with a guy called Alan Howarth. Um, starting with Halloween two, I think that was. Um, and but yeah, no, he's always had a good eye for picking good directors of photography. I think this one was. It was the one that came on board with They Live. Um, That's his name. Gary something, I think. It's not um, Dean Cundy anymore. can't remember his name now. Da- oh, Gary Kidd, that's it, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, I, what got me is, you know, it was, you don't see much blood or gore or anything, but the way there's the scene where uh, the... A scalpel, oh, and yeah. I was like, "That's actually gruesome." Boiler water. Yeah, it's yeah. all. You know, you know, it's a very simple effect to do, but it's like the shower scene in Psycho. It's it's less is more. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think yeah. it's fantastic. I think what a lot of horrors today, and a lot wow. of horrors in that era, is gore for the sake of gore. Yeah, but to do things yeah. like traditional, is fantastic. Is so uh, yeah, and it's nice to actually see a movie that I'd never really heard of. Yeah, um, no, I mean, it's not one of his most well-known ones. I mean, I, there was another film I'd never even heard of that he made called Memoirs of an Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. Yeah. I'd never even heard of that. I mean, I knew about like the more, I knew about the more obscure ones like this and a lot of people haven't ever seen his first film, Dark Star. Um, but there's, yeah, no, he's, 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 he's quite, an, he's got one of the directors with the most eclectic, like, collections of films like he's, it's not just the one thing he does you know he can do many things at once which i think is you know like a lot of directors could learn from that i mean even something like ghosts of mars it's considered like his 
quote-unquote worst film. But you can still have a ton load of fun with it and know it's a John Carpenter film. You say about directors that are only known for one thing. So yeah. even if you look at Alfred Hitchcock, who yeah. did uh, Trouble with Harry, people forget he did yeah. that mixed in with all the... Well, I, I found that interesting that you, you you had a trouble watching that one, didn't you? Like, as in, you, you couldn't get into it very as much as the rest of his yeah. output. But towards the end, it was one of his uh, Hitchcock's later films. Yeah. Topaz, which I thought was, was, was terrible. Yeah, yeah Topaz but wasn't great. When you think back afterwards about Trouble with Harry, you get, get around the fact that you're not watching a, a traditional Hitchcock film. Yeah. It's, it's actually enjoyable. And uh, you look at uh, Romero, who, who, was, who was typecast into doing one genre. Yeah. Though they were more, people just see Romero, they think horror, they don't well, think social commentaries. Romero started with a with a comment, uh, with a not a romantic comedy, but he started with a romantic drama. Okay. He, did, he did a film called There's Always Vanilla, um, which you can now get on Blu-ray, thanks to Arrow. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that, that's a great example. Like everyone just sees, and Toby Hooper as well. People just see, you know, see his schlocky films later, like Alligator and Life Force and that, and you forget he directed this like this great masterpiece like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, he is a horror guy, but I know what you mean. Like with Romero again, it's always the zombie guy. Like, well, he's not just a zombie guy. Like, I mean, that alone is worth credits, isn't yeah. it? I mean. Night and dawn to create, yeah, to create a phenomenon that's still going, yeah. and people, a lot of people you talk to don't even know who created that phenomenon. Yeah. It's not like Star Wars where even a layman knows oh George yeah. Lucas did it, but you know yeah. it's just and same with Carpenter, like Halloween, he invented the slasher genre, yeah. or he, he synthesized it anyway. I mean, you could funny we talk about Hitchcock. I mean, you could say he invented it, psycho, but yeah, no, it's just I don't know. I think he's just got such a good range of. There's always like a thriller element to his films, but yeah, I mean, Big Trouble is a comedy, yeah, and good film, you know, and it's great. Like at first, you're kind of like, I'm not sure about this, and then as it goes along, you just Kerr Russell just takes you away anyway, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He he's great at casting. He's good at casting. Yeah. And to hire these '80s icons for Legend of the Damned. Yeah, it is. It's just like. I mean, I said we were saying, well, it was yeah. weird seeing Mark Hamill like so young. Yeah, like, after Star Wars. And uh, bad haircut. Christopher Reeve. Yeah. He's tall. He is. He's this is his tall. last film before he was injured. Oh. It, it was. And Kirstie Alley as well. Yeah. So we forgot about her. From Star Trek 2. Yeah. And uh, look who's talking as well. Yeah. I always remember that from. Oh, I like them. Oh, they're oh, like oh, childhood oh, for me, so oh, I think oh, they're a bit sort oh, of oh, protected. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I think I saw the first one at the cinema. But, uh, it, you know. But it's definitely worth checking out. I, is, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it, and the fiance was here when we were watching it. She enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was quite fun. So, uh, if you haven't seen Village of the Damned, check out Village of the Damned. It's very cheap online. Yeah. So, uh, that's been a High Ground Podcast in under 10 minutes. I'm Stevie W. I'm Callum. <laughs>